name don't mind, I'm going to just put it right down here. <laughs> well, first of all, we'd uh, just like to say we appreciate Jim and the church giving us an opportunity to stand this morning and bring God's word. Uh, I want to say this, I love Jim with all my heart. I learned so much from him in the past two years. And there's a lot in Jim that I try I want to try to be like, but I know he's just a, an imitation of Christ and I love his sense of humor. And I thank God why not I'm always so serious and I'm always crying and <laughs> Jim's cutting up and laughing and But you know the, the Bible teaches me that Christ is the head of the church and we're the body. And we're all different in certain ways. But I do appreciate Jim. We've been coming here for probably two and a half years and and uh, we love the anointing that's on his life and in the church. I want to say this this morning, a couple of weeks ago, I was praying that I was praying in the spirit And God began to speak to me. And he spoke Matthew 5, 16. He said, let your light so shine among men that they may see your works and glorify me, the Father. And how on my back porch, I bet my horses thought I was crazy. <laughs> I worshiped God and I I lifted my hands and I cried and shouted. I just had the best time with God. I don't want to limit what God wants to do in my life. And not only my life, but inside the church this morning. If you have your Bibles, you're going to turn with us this morning, but we'll be reading out of the book of Philippians. chapter 2 start in verse 12 while you're turning there there is one thing me and John, Jim have in common both have to wear glasses to read the word I want to read something to you while you turn into Philippians 2.12. I believe if there's ever been a day that we're, we're close to the coming of the Messiah, it's today. The Bible says today is the day of salvation. My Lord and Savior is coming back, and I can't wait. I'm ready. I'm not holding anything back. I'm I'm not waiting to fulfill some other thing that Adam needs to fulfill. I, I'm ready for my Lord to come back. Listen to this this morning. This is found in Proverbs. He says, But the path of the just is as a shining light that shineth more and more into a perfect day. And I thought about that. And we'll get to the main scripture. But it says, The path of the just shines brighter and brighter. The path of the the 
the chosen, the path of the children of God, they shine brighter and brighter. You know, if you take a flashlight and you turn it on and you leave it on, what happens after eight or ten hours? It runs out. Scripture here teaches me that, that we as believers should be shining brighter and brighter. Why? Because our Lord and Savior is coming back. That the, our, the one that we've been longing for is getting closer and closer and closer. So we need to be shining brighter and brighter and brighter every day of our lives. Have that desire because it says we will. It says that the righteous will shine brighter and brighter. So as we get over into the, I feel like the message this morning, as we look at Philippians, this is Paul talking to the Philippian church. I just read verses 12 through 16, and then we'll just let the Holy Spirit have his way this morning. He says, Wherefore, my beloved, as, you, as ye have al always obeyed, not as in my presence only, but now much more in mine absence, Work out your own salvation with fear and trembling. For it is God which worketh in you both to will and do of his good pleasure. Do all things without murmuring and disputing, that you may be blameless and harmless, the sons of God, without fault in the midst of a crooked and perverse generation, among whom you shine as lights into the world. Hold forth the word of life, that you may rejoice in the day of Christ, that I have not run in vain, neither labored in vain. Let's pray this morning. Fathers, we just come to you. Father, we read your word. We read everything we felt like that, uh, Father, you've laid up on our hearts, Lord. Now we just uh, ask you, Lord, to help us lead and guide us through the leadership of the Holy Spirit to speak the things that you have laid up on our heart, Lord, to your church and your people. Father, you've already spoke, Father. And we praise you, Father. In Jesus' name, we pray. As we look at... Uh, verse 2, it says, Wherefore, my beloved, as ye have always obeyed, not as in my presence only, but now much more in my absence. Just a little humor. I thought about this. I thought about, I wish my kids were like that. You know, as long as your kids are around you, they seem to obey. But as soon as mom and daddy kind of leaves, the kids begin to stray off and, and kind of do their own thing. Paul's telling the Philippians here, he's encouraging them. He said, look, he says, he says, uh, you, you've been obeying uh, while I've been in your presence, and now that I'm absent, he said, you're still walking in the way. And he just, he's just lifting them up and telling them how proud he is. But then he says, work out your own salvation with fear and trembling. Now, when you read it, you might think, well, is Paul telling them to work out their salvation? No, because the Bible says that my righteousness is filthy rags. What he is saying here, he said, let that which God has put in you, let it manifest. Let that salvation of Christ, let it work. Let it work out. Let it do its job. You know, the apple tree, it, it don't struggle or fight to produce an apple. That's its nature. That's what it does. And so if me and you today, if we'll allow that, that salvation... That, that grace of God to work in our lives, it will bear forth the goodness of God. Paul says in Romans uh, 1.16, he says, For I am not ashamed of the gospel, for it is the power of God unto salvation. Paul says, I'm not ashamed of this, this grace that God has given us. Let salvation work. Let it do its job. But we all do it with fear and trembling. 
The Bible says in one place it says that it is a fearful thing to fall in the hands of a true and living God. And you know, there's times in our life we, we stand before God and we, we have sin in our life and, and we may have fear, we may tremble, but I'm thankful that the light of the word, I find mercy in his promise. I find grace in his promise today. And as we just read in Proverbs uh, about letting our light shine more and more into a perfect day, God didn't just save us for, for me, just for Adam Toole to go to heaven. He saved me that I might bear the light of the cross so that others may go to heaven. When Jim gave that testimony, it was just kind of like comfort in what God had been speaking in my heart. Let God's light shine in our hearts so that we may begin to produce the fruits of the Holy Spirit and people can see our good deeds. In one place in the scripture, it said... Uh, it, it talks about how that, that light shined out in the darkness, but they comprehended it not. And when I thought about that yesterday as I was thinking about the service this morning, and I thought about how people, uh, how people ridiculed Jesus, they didn't like him. Why? Because his light shone the truth. And that's why he, the Word teaches us today that when we begin to bear forth the light of Christ, there will be many of those that will reject it. There'll be many of those that won't receive it, but there'll be some that will. It's very important for us to let this light shine. He goes on to say, he says, For it is God which worketh in you both the will and to do of his good pleasure. It's God that's working it out. It's God that's working in your heart. That's why he said the Holy Spirit. God's doing the work. He's not wanting us to perform. All he's calling us to do is be obedient. How do we be obedient? There's several ways to be obedient, but number one, just to be in God's presence. Allow the working of the Holy Spirit to mold you and form you into who God has called you to be. God has not called Adam Toole to be Jim Pinkard. He has called Adam Toole to be who he's supposed to be and to speak the way he's supposed to speak and to reach the people that Adam's supposed to reach. But it's going to take me and you being obedient to Christ, being obedient to Him, and allowing this Word to transform our life. The Bible says in Romans 12, verse 2, it says, Not be conformed to this world, but be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind. That Word is light. That Word, when a preacher preached it, over 20-something years ago, it shined light in my heart. I've seen that I was a sinner and I needed saving. This word gives light. It also has taught me how to be a husband. It also has taught me how to be a father. It's also taught me how to be a friend. This word will light up the light and it will show you in the way you're supposed to go. If we'll only allow it today. But he says... For it's God that works in you, both the will and the do of his good pleasure. God has a purpose and a plan for your life. I wouldn't have known two and a half years ago that I'd have met Miss Jackie and how she has impacted my life. We don't know whose life will impact. I spoke with a guy two days ago in the, around the rodeo, and, and I spoke some truth into him, and I don't really remember all that I said to him. But he turned around and spoke the same truth in some other people, and it's, it's changed their life. He said, I just want you to know how much you've 
done in my life and in my family, but you've been touching others. Why? Because it's the word. All God's calling us to do is to speak the word. If there's any good in any of us, it's going to be because of the word of God. We have to take this word and we have to hide it into our heart and in our life. And if you'll notice, there's a path here. Then he says, do all things without murmuring and complaining. There's a path. Do all things. There's a path here. The lost and dying world needs to see the true light. Not a reprobate and not a counterfeit. There's already enough of them in the world. And I'm not saying that we have to live perfectly. Because I know I've messed up before in my life. But I tell you what people look to see. That when you walk in the light, when you mess up, you go to a brother and say, Man, I am so sorry. I'm sorry. The devil's not sorry. But we can be sorry and people can see us walk in that direction. People can see us walk in that word and begin to desire, Hey, there's something different about him. There's something different about that person. That's the light. They've seen something different about Jesus. And they begin to ask questions. A lot of them liked him. And a lot of them didn't like him. The ones that didn't was because was, they was being sin revealed in their life. They didn't want that. Why? Because the Bible says there's pleasure in sin for a season. If we're not careful, that's where we'll go. I love uh, Brother Mike's message two weeks ago. You know why? Because I've been eating on it. I've been having to use it. He gave me a tool. I already knew the tool, but it had slid over in a corner somewhere, and I forgot about it. God's Word is a tool. We can take it and use it. And when the enemy comes to attack our mind and, and, and to attack our identity and who we are, we can reach over there in God's Word, or in other words, country, saying in our toolbox and take that and begin to use it, to be strengthened. So when we go out, hey, we're, this is the building, This you're the church, and we're supposed to go out and let our light so shine so people may see your good deeds and glorify God. Yes. That's what it's about. He saved you not for just you, but for other people. He didn't just send Jesus for the disciples. He sent Jesus for mankind. He says, and that you may be blameless and harmless, the sons of God, without fault in the midst of a crooked and perverse generation. Hey, this, this world is crooked. I preached last Sunday down in Perry, Georgia, about perilous times in 2 Timothy. I thought, Lord, this is kindly rough preaching at a cowboy church about perilous times. God said, ain't it the truth? People can get so wrapped up in the world and not realize that we're living in a crooked, perilous, that word perilous means a difficult. It's difficult. Can I ask you today, is it easy being a Christian? Do you struggle at times? But the world will tell you, oh, this is, you got this, this is easy. The only way it's easy if we're in Christ. 
That's the only way. That's the only way it will ever if we hang on to the Lord. He, some, he said, Among whom ye shine as lights in the world. I'm so glad that somebody walked Christ-like in my life. And not only now, but I'm glad to see others walk Christ-like. They bear the image of the Son. They're walking. They have a desire. Their value is to see people born again. Jim, Jim's been hitting it. I told Paxton a while back in small group. I've seen Jim grow in the last two and a half years. I've seen God work in his life and the desires is in, his, in him now. They wasn't there two years ago. But you, I might ask the question, why? I'll tell you why. Because he seeks the Lord. He seeks the Lord today. God is no respect a person. I promise you without a shadow of a doubt, if we as a body, I've been praying for revival for this church. If we'll seek the Lord in one body, one mind, and one accord, the Bible says that those 12 men, when they got a hold of Jesus, the Bible says that they turned the world upside down. I'm telling you, if we'll get a hold of God, if we'll do our part, if we'll get in the Word, and if we'll get on our knees, we'll turn the Daresville upside down. All for His glory and for His honor. And there'll be a spinoff. And people will be saved and people will be baptized and people will be filled with the Holy Spirit. And then those people will go to other churches. That's what it's about. It's never been about Jim and it's never been about North Point. It's always been about Christ. But it's up to me and you to... to Take the initiative and realize, you know what, God, today I'm not going to flip on that TV. Today I'm not going to get my phone out and go to scrolling. What's the most important thing in your life? I thought about this. The Bible says where your treasure is, there will your heart be also. Where's your treasures that day? And I'm not, I'm not here to get on to anybody, but what I am here to do is to shine some light upon your life that you might need to make some adjustments and get where you need to be and get closer to God. What's your treasures in? What do you value the most? There ain't nothing in this world like being in the presence of God Almighty. When she gave the interpretation of the Spirit, I could feel God's presence. There ain't nothing in this world that feels like that. They ain't a dope. They ain't a drink. There ain't nothing that make you feel like that. But we got a desire. The Bible says you have not because you ask not. If you want more God, then you go after more God. Scripture says in one place for us not to be asleep but to be alert be alive I tell you when I feel the most alive is when I'm full of the Holy Spirit that's when I feel the most sometimes I don't ever want it to stop I just want to walk in it daily. 
and let God speak to me. Yeah, it is fearful to be used of God. It's fearful to stand and witness to people. It's fearful at times to stand and speak the truth when you know 99% of the people is going to rebuke you and reject you. But can I tell you today, they did Jesus the same way. I read the scripture the other morning. They was always trying to accuse him of something. And they brought a woman caught in the very acts of adultery. And they said, Master, what should we do with her? The law says to stone her. What do you say? I like it because he, he doesn't give a quick answer. Adam always just jumps up and gives a quick answer. Jesus is standing there. The Bible says he's just doodling in the ground. And the minute he says, he that's without sin, let him cast the first stone. If we'll let God's light, God's word, speak to our heart, we'll always speak truth. And one by one, they begin to go away. Jesus looked at her and said, where is thine accusers? said I have none he said neither do I go and sin no more he said I am the light of the world he didn't condemn her and we're not to condemn people but I'll tell you if we walk in that word if we walk in the light of his grace There'll be those that will see a difference. And they'll want what we got. God will begin to prick that heart. You'll preach by your actions. You ain't actually got to get up and preach. But if you value God's word more than you do your own life, people will see it. I know they have a Every man a warrior going on. Several men come, coming to it. It ought to be so packed that we have to ha hold it in here. So that we can know the word. Jesus said to know the truth and the truth will set you free. God spoke to my heart over 20 years ago. He shed his light into my heart. I seen the condition that I was. Let God do his work, church. Just be obedient. Take time to get in God's word. Set aside some time. Proverbs 4 goes on to say, My son, intend unto my words, incline thine ear unto my sayings. Let it not depart from thy eyes, and keep it in the midst of thy heart. For it is life in those, to those that find it, and health unto their flesh. When Jesus spoke, he spoke the word because he is the word. And it's important for me and you to speak the words of Christ. That's how we shine our light. And people will see our good deeds and begin to glorify God. As 
We're getting closer to the end. Let your light shine. How do I do it, preacher? By getting in God's word. Getting in his presence. My prayer was sitting right there. I was scared to death coming up here. I was like a racehorse in a race. I was ready for the gate to pop open where I could go. And I said, Father, I don't want to go in my own power. I want to go in your power. And he reminded me of the vessel. I'm just a vessel. Just use me however you see fit, Father. Church, get into God's word. No more about God than you did six months ago or a year ago. Let God speak to you through his word. Let him encourage you. Let him love on you. That's his desire. He wants to fellowship with you today. Paul goes on to say, holding forth the word of life that I may rejoice in the day of Christ that I have not run in vain, neither labored. Paul labored a great labor. And I'm going to tell you today, if he could come back, he would preach the same thing, that he didn't labor in vain. I'm going to say this this morning. This is kind of fleshly. If my earthly grandfather could come back and he could pull over there on 1231 Spring Place Road and he could pull in there and he could see everything that, that God has blessed me with and everything that I've worked with my natural hand, he would say, I'm not. everything I've done wasn't in vain. Everything that I taught you, son, wasn't in vain. You still love to rope. You still love to ride. You still fool horses. Can God say that about us if he came back? Do we still have a desire to pray? Do we still have a desire to come to the house of the Lord? Do we still have a desire to feel God's presence? Paul would say that it's not done in vain. Looking across at each and every one of you. Does my heart good that you're, I can see each and every one of you are attentive. The Bible says don't be just hearers of the word. But be doers. Take God's word. And put it in your heart. And begin to let it work. And he'll, he'll use you the same way he, he uses me. And I looked a lot of times in my life, I said, Lord, why in the world would you pick someone like me? Jim speaks way better than me. His speech is way better. He's from Rockmart, and I'm from Northwest Florida. <laughs> God chooses who he wants to use and when he wants to use him. My question today is, will you allow him? Will you allow God to use you? Will you allow God to use you to speak to people that me or Jim or any of these other brothers could never speak to? As they get ready to come sing a song, I don't know your heart this morning. I, I didn't have any notes. I like notes. But I felt like this morning when I got on the back porch, the Lord said, no, you're going to preach what 
what I give you. You're going to preach from the heart today, which is scary for the next service because you don't know how that's going to go. <laughs> I, I just want to say this. I love God with all my heart. I thank you for saving me. I wish I didn't cry all the time like I do. But I don't know any other way to do it. I thank you for my wife. Who's a blessing to me. I thank you for my children. I'm thankful for my friends. Most of all, I'm thankful for God. close our eyes and pray. Father, we come to you. Father, we just love you this morning. Father, we thank you for your word and how you speak to us, Father. Father, we thank you for the gifts that you've given us, Father, and how they bless us, Father. Father, I lift each and every one up here to you this morning. Father, you know what they're going through, Father. Some of them are struggling, some of them aren't. Some of them are strong in faith, Father, but some of them are weak. Father, I pray your word would find, their, find its place in their heart, Father. Father, we do give you glory and honor for the man that received Christ was out there at the beach with Jim, Lord. That's what it's all about, Father. We love you and thank you for this opportunity, Lord. And we ask all these things in Christ's name. Amen.